Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart radio program. The show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. And on Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. So glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453. 9118. That's 516-453-9118. You can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com. Excuse me. Forward slash reconnect my heart. I'm going to say that again. Forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go into our chat room, which is on our website, where you can ask questions, leave your comments, or if you want to leave a prayer request, you're welcome to do so. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas Fort Worth area, Feel free to come and visit us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who's tuning in to this program and thank you for your continued prayers and support. First and foremost, um, I do want to say this just in case those who may want to come on the air. Right now I'm having technical difficulties, and I know they're just the work of the devil, but you know what? The show will go on anyway. All other time, things are working. But you know what? 
God is getting the glory right now. Why? Because, let's say, if you can't get it done with your right hand, get it done with your left hand. So I thank God, even though both of my laptops would not allow me to be able to get on the air, but thank God for my telephone. So I'm talking to you all on the phone now, and if anyone have any questions or comments, I would suggest you all able to uh, get online and get into the chat room, which is available right now. Tell you, now I'm looking right now, and they said the chat room is <laughs> our engineers have been notified, and we will get this fixed. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go on anyway, because if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any prayer requests, whatever, you're welcome to text me. This is my personal number, 214-908-3056. Matter of fact, I have the phone right on my lap, and you are able to text at any time. Matter of fact, yep, it's on. So we're going to go on anyway. Today, actually, it being Christmas Eve, and a lot of times when it comes out to this uh, this time of year, a lot of times everything becomes commercialized, meaning we promote we promote um, the the lighting of the candles. We promote uh, Santa Claus, we promote uh, gifts, we promote a lot of things, but sometimes we fail to acknowledge the real thing, which is the real person. And actually, we're celebrating the birth of one of the greatest gifts, or the greatest gift, that ever has been available to man, and that is the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, just looking at it, when you when you think about it, you know that's that's something that a lot of time we take for granted. The birth of Jesus, when we when we really think about Jesus, a lot of times people look at the Bible and they read um, what Jesus have done, the miracles, the signs, all these things, the healing that has taken place. That's fine and dandy, but we sometimes we forget that, number one, he actually lived on this earth. Now, Jesus, all throughout scriptures in the Old Testament, it was foretelling the Messiah being born, a king being born. Matter of fact, more than a king, God himself. Matter of fact, even throughout scripture, there's a there's a name that often refers to let people know that Jesus is coming. The name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us, or God dwells amongst us. Now, who is Jesus? Now. Jesus was fully God. He's the second person of the Godhead. God the Father, the Father, God the Son, which is Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Ghost. Jesus actually being born of a virgin Mary. Now, like I said, we often think about Jesus, and we really don't pay attention, or we don't focus on who he really was. 
but also who he really is. First of all, he had to be born into the world. Why? Because of the sin that came upon earth. Because of sin, sin separated humanity from God. And the human race was in dire need of help. And no matter what type of sacrifice we as people could have made, that did not remove the permanent stain that was upon humanity. So what happened, Jesus, Jesus willfully came into the world. He took on a body, a physical body. He took on a physical body to live to be the perfect sacrifice to man. Now, Jesus took it upon himself, and like I said, because of sin, the Adam, the first Adam, the first Adam brought in sin, and the second Adam, Jesus Christ, removed the sin. First, the first Adam, the first Adam failed. The first Adam brought separation between men, or if you want to say uh, people, people and God. The first Adam brought separation between mankind and God. But the second Adam, Jesus Christ, brought that relationship back. That's the reason why in the Bible there's a scripture that we often quote, and unfortunately sometimes we misquote it, but the Bible says first natural, then spiritual. What that was referring to was first natural, the natural man, the natural man, which was the first Adam, failed. But the second Adam, Jesus Christ, not only he defeated he defeated sin, he defeated death, and now we have the opportunity to have eternal life with God. So because of him being born, it was so important that he be born of a virgin Mary. Matter of fact, I'm going I'm to speak about it in a few minutes. Um he had to be born. First of all, Jesus, like I said, was fully God and fully man. First of all, the man part, the human part, came from his mother, his mother Mary. Mary, Mary, which was a virgin, she'd never been touched by a man. The Virgin Mary, the Virgin Mary was not touched. Matter of fact, even she was, she was almost, she was almost um, not married by Joseph, because when Joseph found out that she was pregnant, he didn't know if he would uh, leave her publicly or privately, but because of because of God sending a messenger to let Joseph know that no, she had never been touched by a man and she is actually blameless when it comes to uh being accused of being with a man. So human part of Jesus came from the man. Came from Mary. Excuse me. Came from Mary. Now, when it comes down to the God part, the God part of Jesus, the God part came from Jesus' natural, Jesus' natural Father, which was God Himself. When 
when Mary received the instructions from the angel of God, let her know that she will receive a child. She will conceive a child. When she received that, God himself impregnated her. And so when it boiled down to it, God had to be the father of Jesus, and Jesus could not have a human father because, remember, Jesus was born to be the perfect sacrifice for man, on behalf of man. So in order for him to be the perfect sacrifice, he had to be not only sinless but blameless. Read this to you. First, sin has always been seen as passing from a father to a child, not through a mother. If you want to, you can read Deuteronomy 5 and 9, Exodus 20 and 5, 34 and 7, Numbers 14 and 18, Leviticus 26th chapter, 39 and the 40th verse. Also Hebrews 7, 9, and 10. See, the Bible traces human reproduction to women without sinful responsibility of passing from a mother to a child. This is how Jesus could be born of a virgin Mary and still not be sinful flesh. You can go to Matthew, the first chapter, 18 through 23. Luke, the first chapter, 32 through 35. Romans 8 and 3. And then also Galatians 4 and 4. So when it boiled down to it, God himself, which is the father of Jesus Christ, and the mother Mary being impregnated through the Holy Spirit, which caused and allowed Jesus to be born of a virgin, birthed from a woman, and still be blameless of sin because of the Father. Jesus did not have sin. When we look at it, Jesus being born, and Jesus being born for a purpose and with a purpose in mind, for you, for you, for myself. So Jesus being born, and when we look at it, it was already, it was already predestined, not only for the Messiah to be born, but unfortunately, many people who was looking forward to the Messiah being born, a king being born, they were thinking about an earthly king, but realizing he, even though he lived this earth, even though he was here, his assignment was to be a heavenly king. And so what, I, so what I, I'm bringing all these up because for us to know, number one, the need of Jesus Christ being born here and him being born and he grew up, think about it, he grew up just like you and I. He understands our struggles. He understands our pain. And who better to understand what we deal with, what's going on? And think about this. Even when you go through things in life, you never feel, well, God don't understand 
what I'm going through. God don't understand. Even though you don't, quote, unquote, physically see him, but the thing is, number one, Jesus Christ lived, walked on this earth, and he lived it knowing that you were going to be here eventually. So when when we look at it, the plan of salvation was already in place before we physically made it on this earth. So Jesus Christ living this life, Jesus Christ being our example of how to conduct ourselves in this life in whatever situation that we deal with, whatever situation that may be going on in our life or go, will go on or had gone on in our life, we can rest assured that God understands. Why? Because God at one point was with us on this earth physically. So what I want us to think about as we get ready to, quote, unquote, celebrate, even though um, secularly, uh, TV, radio, um, media, public, they celebrate this time where they talk about, you know, sales and go buy this for the kids or for your loved ones, all this and all that. They they get us in a mindset of thinking about the Santa Claus, thinking about, you know, not just buying gifts, but sometimes even having people go in debt. But unfortunately, they don't talk about the real reason that we're celebrating this time of year, which is celebrating and acknowledging the birth of Jesus Christ. Also, now, I do want to say this. Now, when we think about it, now, this could be a great time of celebration because there are people that are being reconnected with their families, some family members they may not have seen in weeks, months, even years. Some people are traveling uh, through highways and airplanes, all these things to visit, to be with their loved ones regarding their blood-related or love-related. This is the opportunity for many people to come together and to celebrate, even in fellowship. That's a great opportunity for us to be able to celebrate Christ together. But in the midst of that celebration, there are some people that are not celebrating at this time because many people are stressed, many people are worried, many people go through things during this season because a lot of time companies, they hire temporary services for a seasonal moment. But then after the holidays are over with, they lay off, they tell the temporary people your services are no longer needed. But also there are many people that even before the holiday season, when they make plans, when they thinking about, you know, the holidays that come up, unfortunately, there are some companies that even lay off during the holiday season or right before the holiday season. There are people who are trying to figure out not only how they're going to get gifts, but how they're going to be able to take care of the house, you know, uh, responsibility of medical expenses, all these things. But then there are others that are grieving. There are others that, while some people may be celebrating with their loved ones, there are other people that are mourning the loss of their loved ones. So there are many things and many distractions that may try to come to derail us or remove our focus on the real reason for the season. But even in the midst of the hurt, even in the midst of whatever we may be dealing with or whatever's going on in our lives, we can rest assured to know that Jesus understands. In the midst of what 
whatever you're dealing with, whatever we're dealing with, Jesus understands about life on this earth. Why? Because he lived it. You know, we don't. A lot of times we don't think about. Well, you know what? Jesus had a family. We often talk about the mother or even the biological father. Excuse me, not the biological father, but the earthly father. Excuse me, the earthly father, Joseph. But also, he had siblings too. Jesus had siblings too. Jesus being born of a virgin, which means that Jesus was the first, the first of Mary. Now, we often hear the term, uh, uh, God sent his only begotten son, which means unique son, one of a kind. Like I said, Jesus left heaven to put on a physical body and be born of a virgin. So no matter what, Jesus understands everything pertaining to life and godliness because why? Because he was here. Jesus had friends. Jesus was betrayed by friends. Jesus had loss of loved ones. Jesus understands. When you look at it, it just hit me. Who was the person that betrayed Jesus? Judas. Judas traveled with Jesus. Jesus' ministry was three years. But Judas traveled with Jesus. Matter of fact, in the midst of traveling, Jesus ministered. Jesus helped. Jesus had people around him that were supposed to be his his friends or his lookout people, his the people that traveled with him. But look who portrayed Jesus, the one that was with him, Judas. But also, even thinking about it, who else did that? The ones that we often talk about was Judas and Peter. Peter denied Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. And so when we look at it, those are two of the ones. And even when you look at when Jesus was getting ready to be crucified, there were many others that was with him all along when things were going well. Now they went out hiding. They were in fear of their life. But when you look at it, when you look at the situation you might have dealt with in your life, when you look at, well, you know what? I've been stabbed in the back. Someone that's supposed to be a friend of mine, someone who's supposed to look out for me, someone who's supposed to be there for me, someone who's supposed to help me because I help them, someone I consider a friend or even a close family member. Think about whatever you're dealing with, Jesus understands because he had the same thing happen to him. Jesus' intentions were to help people, even in the pe- even with the people that he's helping, and even the people that he had helped. There were many people that lied upon him, many people that accused him of doing things that he did not do, many people falsely accused him. All these things. So when we look at it, the same thing that we're dealing with right now. Jesus dealt with that. So he understands what we deal with. He understands our hurt. He understands our frustration. He understands all these things. So there's nothing new that can happen to us that may not have happened to Jesus. It may have happened to Jesus. So we need to understand that whatever's going on in our life, if it happened to me, if it happened to you, chances are it happened to Jesus. So we can rest assured that in whatever situation that we're dealing with, number one, we realize we don't have to face it alone. Why? Not only because we have our Savior 
who cares, who's there to help us. But the key thing is he's helping us. He is an experienced helper. He understands. He understands how to help us because he dealt with the same thing. He understands the things that we go through. He understands. There's a song that says he'll understand it better and say, well done. What he will understand and say, well done. He'll understand and say, well done. He'll understand, yes. He'll understand and say, well done. But also, even the other song I was thinking about that made me tongue-tied, we'll understand it better by and by. When, because when we go see Jesus, number one, the things that pertain to this world will be a lost memory in our mind. But realizing that everything that we've dealt with, like I keep reiterating, everything that we've dealt with or what we're dealing with, he understands. So Jesus lived, Jesus being a big brother, Jesus dealing with the same experiences that we've dealt with, yet he did not sin. What did he do? Did he rely upon his intellect? Did he go based upon his emotions? He always relied upon the Father. And so Jesus being and Jesus being our role model, or if you want to say even goal model to get to heaven, look at the things that Jesus experienced and look at how he handled things. Even when the devil tried to tempt him, he always said, it is written. He never relied upon his own idea, but he always said, it is written. He always quoted what the Father said. And so when we deal with things in life, we need to rely upon what the Father said. And if we rely upon what the Father said, we can have the same results that Jesus had. If we cannot rely upon our own abilities but rest upon his ability, then we can get his results. But unfortunately, a lot of times we've made the mistake. Many of us have made a mistake of relying upon our own ability, our own resources, and what happens? We fail or we become frustrated or sometimes it makes us step outside of our character. So realize that when it boils down to it, God himself lived with us. He fellowship, he walked this earth, and he understands what we deal with, what we go through, the struggles, the, the heartache, the disappointments, all these things. And so that's who we're celebrating on the 25th, which is tomorrow, but also realizing that he was born to die. He lived his life knowing that his purpose was to die for you, for me. And when we look at it, him being the perfect ultimate sacrifice so we can have our relationship with God the Father. In other words, we won't be an enemy of God anymore because we, at one point, we were enemies of God. Why is that? Because of sin. Sin disconnected us from God the Father. But because of Jesus, not only did we have the ability to have life and have it more abundantly, but also eternal life. So, realizing we have access to eternal life with God the Father, but also a better quality of life here on earth. So in other words, we're not alone in what we deal with. We're not alone in even just everyday life. We are not alone. And the beautiful thing in looking at the benefits, 
of having Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. First of all, because of us being able to look at Jesus Christ as the perfect gift to humanity from God, Jesus Christ being the perfect, the ultimate gift from God the Father, so when we look at it, we have to first receive the gift, that gift being Jesus Christ. And if we can receive that gift, then we'll know how to appreciate and know more about gifts, the gift of salvation. When we accept that gift into our life, as our personal Savior, then salvation belongs to us. Salvation. Salvation is security. Salvation is accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Now, there are three aspects of salvation. There are three aspects when we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Now, the penalty of sin is removed from us. The penalty of sin is death. Matter of fact, the scripture says, for the wages of sin is death. The wages, or if you want to look at the payment of sin, is death, but the gift of God, the gift, the gift is what is the gift, and who is the gift? Jesus Christ. The gift of God or Jesus Christ is eternal life. When we receive that, when we receive Him as our personal Savior, then we receive eternal life with God the Father. The first aspect of salvation. The penalty of sin is removed. The second aspect of salvation, the second aspect, when we talk about the first one, the first one is the penalty of sin, uh, the removal of the penalty of sin. The second aspect is the power of sin. In other words, sin no longer has a stronghold of sin no longer has an influence, a strong influence on us. So in other words, realizing no matter what situation we may be dealing with, cause of the gift, Jesus Christ, we can overcome any situation, any sin or the result of sin that the devil may try to bring. Because of the gift to Jesus Christ, sin no longer has control and influence on us because of the gift of Jesus Christ. We can be more than an overcomer. So the second aspect of sin, which is the power of sin. Sin no longer have a death grip on us. Matter of fact, even when we look at how we hear that the devil comes as a roaring lion, that doesn't mean that he's a roaring lion. One of the things I found out, even when we look outside when the weather, when it's pouring down raining, a lot of times what scare people is thunder. Thunder. Thunder, the sound. Thunder scares people because it's something that they hear. But thunder is not what actually can hurt us. Sometimes we hurt ourselves because of the sound of thunder. But in actuality, it's the lightning that can do more damage. But like I said, when you when you look at it, people get so scared, so nervous because of the thunder. But we have to remember that thunder 
can do us no harm. Now, that thunder may catch you off guard, but in actuality, it will not do any physical harm. What happens is, like I said, the what we deal with or what we do when we become fearful or, you know, uh, because it catches us off guard, we're the ones that hurt ourselves because of the thunder. And so when we look at how the devil comes as a roaring lion, he's not a roaring lion, but he comes as a roaring lion, we can hurt ourselves because of what we hear from that roaring lion. But like I said, what we have to remember, if the devil is coming as, but not meaning that he is, which means that what the devil tries to do, he tries to bring fear upon us. But he can't hurt us. We hurt ourselves. Born down to it, we have to trust God. We have to realize because of the gift of Jesus Christ, we can overcome whatever problems, whatever sin that might have plagued our lives or whatever the devil may try to put upon our lives. So, like I said, the first thing, the first part of salvation, the penalty of sin is removed. In other words, God took the sting out of death. We when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we die one time. The, we, we become newborn. We become born again. We come into a spiritual life with God the Father. Now, the second aspect, what I was saying, was the power of sin. We overcome the power of sin. The third aspect is that this happens while or when we go on to be with God. The presence of sin, we are removed from the presence of sin. The first two phases while we're living on this earth. Number one, we will always be in the presence of sin. And sometimes the devil may try to influence us to sin. But realizing because of the gift that we've received, Jesus Christ, when we go to be with the Father, we are absent from the presence of sin. So in other words, anything pertaining to sin or even the results of the sin that fell upon man, we will no longer not only see it, but we won't even be around it. There will be no more hurt, no more pain, no more sickness. You know, I'm wearing glasses right now. There will be no need for glasses. You know, some people have prosthesis. Some people have artificial limbs. Some people have, matter of fact, I have um, a crown, I think a gold crown on my tooth. There'll be no need for that. There'll be no need for walking canes, crutches, because the the consequences of sin that fell upon mankind, we will no longer have to deal with that. We can live forever and ever with God the Father because we accepted the gift, Jesus Christ. Now, also, I do want to say this. For those who may not have received the gift of Jesus Christ, I found out that a lot of times people have a hard time receiving from people. Many people are great givers, but they are not good receivers. And when you trace it down, a lot of it could be because of either some type of insecurity, some type of situation where, you know, it could be some many things, you know, a covering up some type of hurt where, 
you know, they want to help people, but they don't want to receive people because they don't want to be indebted to a person. Somebody might have used them or even, um, well, you know what, um, I don't want nobody to get close to me or attached to me because I don't trust people for whatever reason. But when you look at it, a lot of times people are not great receivers because they either may not have received the gift, the precious gift of God through God, Jesus Christ, or they may not have received or understood the benefit of the gift, Jesus Christ. What do I mean? See, there's a lot of people that accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and that's good, that's fine and dandy. But it's more to it than just receiving. There are benefits of being a believer. And we have to we have to recognize that because of Jesus Christ, I mentioned the three aspects of salvation, but also realizing that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, because we receive the gift of Jesus, if we receive it and understand the benefits, what happened, because we receive in him, it helps us to be able to receive from others. See, I found out, I was saying earlier about some people may not uh, give, See, a lot of times we really, we may go to church and we may read a scripture, but do we really understand the importance and the benefit of being a believer of Jesus Christ? Do we really understand? So with realizing how important you are, if you just think about it, out of all the people in the world. Now, of course, Jesus Christ died for all of us. He died for the whites, the blacks, the Hispanics, the Oriental, for all humanity, all humanity. So, in other words, everybody's important of any age, any race, any culture, any sex. Jesus Christ died for all of us to have access to God the Father. So Christ, the gift that came from God himself, that should help us understand how important, how loved we are by God. Many people may not have appreciated you. Many people may not have understood or cared to understand who you are, who you were. People might have talked negatively about you to you, but in spite of all of that, none of that matters because Jesus Christ is available to you through God the Father. So you don't have to feel bad. You don't have to listen to somebody saying, well, you know what? Um, You're not good enough to be saved. And I'm going to tell you this, just in case you didn't know, you're right. You're not good enough to be saved. But also the key thing is nobody's good enough to be saved. Just to be morally good to get to heaven without receiving Jesus Christ, then there will be no need for Jesus Christ to come to the world. But because no man could fix what only God could, it took God himself to come into a human body to save us because none of us, would be able to save ourselves. None of us were qualified to save ourselves. And I'm going to tell you like this. I don't care who it is. Nobody can do what only God can do. So realize you have access to a personal relationship directly directly to God the Father through the Son, Jesus Christ. So in other words, you don't have to have anybody to tell you, well, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. No, you have access to God the Father through Jesus Christ. Excuse me one second, get some water. Okay.
So when it boils down to it, Jesus Christ is available for you. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. Jesus Christ being born of a virgin. In other words, he already knew, like I said earlier, he already knew that you were going to be in need of a Savior, not just for eternal life, but even to help you be saved from some things, being saved from low self-esteem, being saved from feeling inadequate, being saved from hurt, pain, rejection. You were going to need some help. He knew that. But in spite of us not even appreciating what he's done for us, he still chose to come on down anyway and help us. And the funny thing about it, oftentimes we reject the gift of Jesus Christ even when he don't reject us. Many times Jesus is standing right there, right where we left him. Jesus never left us. We left him. But in the midst of all that, if we acknowledge our sin, if we confess our sin, if we can acknowledge that, you know what, I'm in need of a Savior. You know what, he's right there to accept us. No matter what our past was or what our present situation is, if we can repent and confess our faults to him, if we can let him know, you know, God, I repent. We can repent to God, and he wants to restore you. He wants you to understand how precious you are. He wants you to know how precious you are to him. So when we think about it, Jesus even said before, Jesus even said before he ascended to heaven, he said, I must go to be with the Father, but I will not leave you comfortless. So in other words, he had to go up to, or I'm going to say like this, he had to go up for the gift, the gift, Jesus Christ, for the gift to give us a gift. Now, God the Father gave us a gift, which was his son, Jesus Christ, to us. And when the gift was going back to the Father, the gift, Jesus Christ said, I will not leave you comfortless. He's going to give us a gift, which was the Holy Ghost, or if you want to say Holy Spirit. So when Jesus went up, days later, he sent his gift. We read about it in Acts on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Ghost. At one point, the Holy Ghost would fall upon man. But now, because of Jesus Christ, now we have the Holy Ghost living in us. Think about it. We have God himself living in us. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, what happened? You don't have to wait three or four years, three or four days, 33 days, anything like that, to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, they give the Holy Ghost assets to come in and live in you. I didn't say live on you. I didn't say fall upon you. No, to live in you. He's in your spirit. That's why when the things that you consider doing that may not be of God, that that, that feeling that comes in the pit of your stomach, he's letting you know, don't do that, you hurt me. That's why the Bible tells us we should not grieve the Holy Spirit. But we realize that Jesus Christ gave a gift. Jesus Christ, the gift himself, gave a gift to us, which was the Holy Ghost, 
delivering us, to help us in any and every situation in our life, to remind us of the Father's word. So that should let you know how important you are, how important we are to God the Father. And also, even in our Sunday school lesson, we were talking about worshiping the gift. And I found out as we celebrate, even though this may or may not be the actual quote unquote day Christ was born, but we taken we designate this time to thank God and to acknowledge this as the day of the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ and we're celebrating together, but realizing that worship worship is so important and when we worship God, that actually help us. You know, in many situations that we be dealing with in life, if it's stress, if it's uh, whatever, a lot of times the devil going to try to bring distractions that will try to distract us from either the purpose and the plan that God has for us. But when we worship God, even in the midst of whatever situation you may be dealing with, when we worship God, it's actually a stress reliever. It's actually helping us to become uh, uh, unworried. When we think about it, the devil wants to make us give up in our relationship with God the Father. When we think about it, it's meaning problems that may come on in our lives when we really, really, really think about it. The devil knows strength that comes when you worship God. So what did he do? He'll try to bring some distraction to try to frustrate you, to get your mind off of focus, all these things. But in the midst of whatever situation we we dealing with, never let anything or anybody stop you from being a worshiper. There's a scripture that says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So no matter what situation that we may be dealing with in our life, we always should think about that old phrase that, that came out some years ago, WWJD, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And realize God wants us come to him for any and every situation we may be dealing with. Any of them don't have to all be big. It could be just some small. God, you know what? What should I wear? Do you have a... Do you have a plan for me to wear something specifically? Because what happened? God may be telling you, hey, you need to wear this. And he may want you to wear this particular outfit. So when you go out, someone that he'll send to you because you got the outfit on, they are able to identify who you are because God may be sending them on an assignment to get some help from you or to give you help, support, favor, whatever. So you just never know. But in the midst of, like I said, in the midst of whatever situation, let us not forget about the gift, Jesus Christ, and realize how much and how valuable we are that God the Father sent a gift to us. And this is a gift that we don't have to worry about, well, this person has a hidden agenda. But you know, uh I might I might have to I might have to do something against my will that's gonna hurt me in the long run. No, realize God loves us. Like I said, in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. The key word is love. That's good, that beautiful word, love. But we have to think about that phrase, so love. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life or eternal life. So like I said, just in case, you have not received the gift of Jesus Christ. I would advise you, don't wait until next Sunday when you think you might be able to make it to church. 
to go, what happened if something happened and you don't make it to church next Sunday? You don't have to wait until in the morning. You can accept him right now, right where you're at. And this thing I want you to think about, you don't have to wait until you get yourself right to be accepted by Jesus Christ. No, the Bible tells us, come as you are in the pardons of your sins. In other words, right where you're at, that's where you need to acknowledge him at and allow him to help you to overcome those situations that you're dealing with. Because when you think about it, you can't deal with it on your own. And if you think that you can handle it or deal with it on your own or overcome it on your own, then you have already done it some time ago. So that's letting you know that it's bigger than you. It's letting you know that you can't do it on your own. It's letting you know that, you know, this is way beyond your power or control. So realize you have to rely upon God himself to help you. And no matter no matter who's dealing with you, no matter who's a problem in your life, give them to the gift. Give them to God the Father and let him deal with that. You just be obedient. You trust God in whatever situation you may be dealing with in your life and allow God to handle whatever situation that you're dealing with. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. There may be those who are watching this video, God, or those who may be listening to this show, God, who may not know you, God. Help them to know you in the pardon of their sins, God. Help them to, first of all, God, repent, God. There's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God. We give you permission to move it out the way right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we ask you for your forgiveness, God, and we receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we thank you, Lord, for the precious gift, Jesus Christ, that died upon the cross for us, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for, uh, God, we thank you, Lord, for the gift, God, and Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for wanting to come and save us from the grip, from the stain of death. And saying about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you're going to do. We thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God, a faithful God, a committable God. God, we ask you, Lord, to help us, God, in every aspect of our life right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the change. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for those who are receiving salvation through this show right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask you to strengthen them, God. God, we speaking, God, that you link them, God, into the right church, God, where they can be able to fellowship, God. They can be able to praise you corporately with others right now, God, with other believers, God. God, we speaking, God, that you send them, God to the right church, God, where they will be accepted, God, and they will learn of you, God, and God, them even being able to exercise the gifts that you have given them, God. In the name of Jesus, God, let there be a teaching, God, that will help them to understand who you are and who they are in you right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who Tune in and listen to this show. Feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater. You can read my daily devotions or my videos on my page. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go on my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions, upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, on the store section of my website, you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities to their families, children, spouse, or children's mother, to inform women the needs of men, and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father's presence or future children. I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in to this show. Once again, I pray that you all have a happy and safe holiday, holy day. And remember this, if nothing else, remember this. You receive the gift 
And as you receive the gift, how about you be the gift to others to introduce them to the real gift? Welcome to Reconnect My Heart, and thank you all for listening to the show. God bless you, and good night.